Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ and Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, it's neighbors. We are a neighbors recap podcast, the neighbors recap podcast. We love to have a yarn about Neighbours, the soap opera, because it's a form of self-care. On a lovely evening that we are doing it, I'm there and I have CJ, the hot mess mum here. Hello. Hello. Kate, hello. Hi, everybody. And I, we had to have a week off because I had COVID and then I got the COVID brain and I forgot this time last night that we were meant to record the podcast. I thought you were about to say you forgot Neighbours came back from the dead. May as well have. Because I also... Susie Kennedy style. Yeah, and I, ne- I nearly – I got COVID and then I thought I was in the 60s and then I f- forgot to watch Four Neighbours episodes <sighs> yesterday and then I forgot that we were recording. So yeah. anyway, we're doing it now yeah. and we're back on deck. Back on deck with – what are we going to call it, Vaya? A Christmas cracker. It is. Kate's the Christmassiest. Well, actually, you and CJ both are very Christmassy. I- I'd just like to clear up the situation here. Um, CJ and I are – a normal level of Christmasness, Vaya yeah. is the anti-Christmas. Yeah, that's true. I'll take that. So that's, that's basically it. I hate it. Um, I bloody hate it. I take offence when I'm sitting in front of you in a Mariah Carey <laughs> Christmas t-shirt <laughs> that I am least Christmas. We are normal Christmassy. We are normal yeah. Christmassy and Vaya says she's the anti-Christmassy but yet I'm looking at her front window with various Christmas decorations yeah, on Yeah, look it. at all that joy. Yeah, I've got a preschool child living here. I've got to put some joy up. I've got the word joy there. Anyway, Kate, you buy like – an ornament every year. For, don't you buy the Hallmark commemorative ornament every year? That's not normal. Um, I'm a tasteful lady. <laughs> I'm also a homewares designer. I was one. And so, funnily enough, I like my Christmas decor to be tasteful and <laughs> cohesive. So, I do buy white stars for my Christmas tree, which is covered in white stars. Luckily enough, every year, Hallmark brings out a white snowflake, which fits within my star category. Yeah. And it goes up. Well, I think you'll be proud that well, KB did start making a bunch of clay. He got into air clay, became his self-care recently, and he made started making air clay ornaments. Sorry, hang on. For the yeah. twitchers out there, we are surrounded by ravens yes. who make that amazing yeah. sound. Get a bit Edgar Allan Poe out here tonight. Mm. So he was making all these, look, they're adorable, but I just said those hideous things are not going anywhere near our tree. So baby Dr. Carl and I went to the op shop and bought a little tiny tree for all the clay ornaments. And I think you'd be proud that I respected the aesthetic of the main tree. Anyway, Christmas is shit. I hate it. It's just too much stress. I've got to, you've got to go to too many places. It's not like Ramsey Street where you can just wander next door to whoever's bunging on lunch. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't it be good if you we could just, we could pop over there now? I was going to say, I mean, CJ, that's essentially what you do on Christmas Day, isn't it? It is because my mother lives next door. <laughs> You're Byron. Oh, <laughs> your nan's turkey recipe. Oh, Byron. Um, Byron. Oh, we'll wait till we get yeah, there. But what a turnaround for him this week. There's a bit to cover because we do want to cover off. There were some standout moments in the week before last, which was the week commencing Monday, the 11th of December, 2023 couple of things to point out. Brand new artwork for our pod. Thought I'd give it a little zhuzh. It's been nine years, nearly ten. It's illustrated by the wonderful Elise Phillips, who is just one of the funniest people I know. Melbourne comedian and illustrator and one of my co-workers at Hard Quiz. Go have a look at all her stuff. Elise Phillips, E-L-Y-C-E. 
because she usually takes commissions when she's freelancing and in between jobs. So she'll do like an illustration of your family and the family pets and lots of pets, <laughs> a lot of that gear and podcast, local podcasters. Now we are outdoors, again, just keeping up the social distancing because I don't want to ruin anybody else's Christmas. Yeah, so we can call, oh, it's not really Puppy's Back Patio, it's more... um. You know where? You know mm. um, where they all stood, Kylie and that stood yeah, I was, on. Yeah, because the Brendan's front porch. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. And look, as much as I look, I hate Christmas, but I do enjoy novelty episodes of television. And we got a bit of that the last fortnight from Monday, the 11th of December, with, and I want to know what this did for you, CJ, is Paul Robinson as Father Christmas. Yeah, I had some, some special time out after I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was disgusted by that portrayal of Santa Claus. Yeah. I was disgusted. How dare he impersonate Santa Claus like that and pull the beard away? Good Lord. I mean. You're a sham, Paul Robinson. I really, I, I, okay. So there's two parts to it. He is so despo to be G-Dad. What happened to that other kid? He's an adult now. He's an adult. But he's so desperate to be G-Dad that if he wasn't, as Despo, there's no way he would have pulled the beard back, but he just wanted to be like, please don't forget me, little ones. And they're like, ah. Yeah. And the bit I took in that scene, which we're jumping to, is that he said to Abby and Isla, it's our little secret. Yeah, nah. nah. You do not say that to children. No. Their and secrets you know are bad. That's Se- the thing. In my house, we have a clear discussion with the kids mm. about the difference between secrets and surprises. Yeah. We don't have any secrets. Yep. We might have surprises, for instance, when it's um, my husband's birthday, it's not the end of the world if the mm. surprise comes out beforehand. Yeah. But you don't you don't say secrets. Yeah, we we've been saying lately secrets are always meant to be shared. <laughs> Just like you know, like um, Doctor Ma when she <laughs> learnt a bit of tea, or the uh, well-known quote: three can keep a secret if two of them are dead." Oh, Ooh. like the Pretty Little Liars theme song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, don't you? so yeah, Paul. That was look questionable but I gotta say one of the biggest highlights of the renaissance for me is those two little cousins Abigail and Isla they are just so precious and they've cast two preschoolers that are just having a lovely little time frolicking around the set and coloring in and being picked up by manhandled by strangers and And they're having a lovely time it's making the adult actors having to do a bit of improv yes and there was a moment where little Isla ran into the penthouse and handed Paul. G-Dad a little cup of tea with sugar. And he picked it up and he held it and continued his scene. Bless yeah, him. It was, oh, I don't know. There's something about it. I like when we have iconic John, little mm. Hugo, who was just doing some amazing little kid on set antics. It gives a bit more colour to the um to the ensemble because you do have, when you're in a community, you have young people, you have old people, you have Irene rising mm. and you have the next generation. Mm. And, the, and the sunsets. <laughs> Just skipping ahead, keeping in the child actor theme, little baby, um, baby capsule is coming back. I've forgotten her name. Oh, Asta, yes. Asta, she's yeah. like 15 how, how from she what it looks now? like. She's going to be like five or six. Yeah, because yeah. they mentioned Sean went, took her to a meeting at school the other week. So she's at school. God, it seems like only yesterday she was in her capsule. <laughs> Being lo- swung around Bum Island. I love, by the way, Ali just leaving her. To- I understand going and seeing Chloe mm. in the, yeah, and we'll get to it. But coming in the time of need is fine. But, like, she's just, like, so easy breezy with, like, I'll leave the kid in Sydney and yeah. not, not spend, like, you know. I did want to stop Christmas. down for a moment on this because she com- we she comes down and she says to Chloe, I can stay here for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And this is – maybe it was a misprint yeah. in the script. It should have been days. But 
this time of year, you two have the two oldest neighbours are school age. Yeah. yeah. So it, many pre-Christmas end of year commitments. Yeah. And all the, all the kids that have Christmas birthdays, you've got to have parties. Like Asta actually has a t- December 25th birthday. So she would have. She ha- does she, too. She did mention that um, Liz would be there too. Yeah, Pippa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's she's, hard to pin her down, remember? Can't, can't tell me she'd be an attentive grandma. No, right? and they just said, she said Liz has a new boyfriend, so she's busy. <laughs> oh, my God, of course that's her it's, story. I actually thought, it, it showed to me that Chloe's not really a serious parent in that mm. relationship because it was like, oh, no, I left her behind, don't worry. And, like, Chloe's like, but I'm wanted to see her too type thing. Yeah. No, no, but no, no, your opinion's not, it doesn't matter in this situation no. because you're not a parent. You'd think she would get a text. Like if I if I changed the childcare plan at the mm. 11th hour and also Chloe would have set up, you know, an additional bed in the yeah. room and stuff, you would have slung a little text to say, mm. hey, she's going with her dad for the week or something. Nothing. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, Ellie doesn't have that much uh, contact hours. True. She's probably not the primary caretaker. No, Sean is. Look, it's Air- it's the Lassiter's Fair. Is it the Erin's Fair or Lassiter's Christmas Fair? Look, it was magical. Simply magical and everyone's in their winter best. <laughs> there was um, another winter drink, the mulled wine that Adam, yeah. uh, Adam Aaron was really tucking into. I, I, I could smell it as they were talking about mm. it. It did smell nice. Aaron got a new role this week as barkeep. Heaven. And you know what? I was watching it with baby Madge and I said, he can't do that unless he's got an RSA. And then very next second he said, I've got my RSA. And I was like, well, thank you very much, neighbours. No complaints. He He was born, A, to wear that apron and B, (laughs) um, to do that job. You can't tell me he didn't do a bit of like beefcake waitering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was implied when he said, I got my RSA to do some waiting on a few events. Yeah, topless waiting. Yeah. But <laughs> with oh, the bow tie. Topless, except for yeah, the bow tie. Yeah, and little the bow tie. Also, like, he had to renew that, like, every year. <laughs> but he would have done it with their little Airbnb. I don't know mm. if they had a little bistro mm. or if they yeah. were had a little cocktail hour in the main house. He is very easy on the eye, old Aaron. Oh, yeah. And what a jack of all trades. Mm. My gym doesn't work. I've done my exotic dancing. Yeah, let's do it. And Wendy, just sure, hun? Sure, she doesn't need to see the RSA. (laughs) (laughs) To to be fair, though, she's like, hey, you're the boss's son-in-law. Fine. Which gets things to be a little awkward between him and David, Sourpuss David. Oh, my God. Who's sick of David? Raise your hand. I I think it's actually cruel that David and that whole family, that whole cohort has come down from the countryside They've gone no contact with Paul. Mm. Fair enough. I'm not begrudging them that. No, but what was the final straw with Paul? <laughs> it was him lying. Like he covered up the um, – so there wasn't the baby selling. It was the covering up of the – Of Mal killing uh, someone that she didn't really kill. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, he's done worse. He has. We'll yeah, get like- to that. But, but <laughs> I think it's actually cruel – to then move yourself back into that man's community and then put yourself in his path every second yeah. day mm. and then not let the children bond with him. Like they, they can see G-Dad 100 metres away mm-hmm. and you're not letting them go and hug him. Like that's cruel. Just go and stay moved away. Yes. live in Anson's corner. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, at very least. I don't understand. I don't like it. I know that they've done it to set up. You know, Aaron and David live away and this was a big deal. And also I just – I'm still struggling with it because Paul, A, wouldn't have left Therese for this issue and B, wouldn't have let it, like, ruin the relationship mm. with the with David, really, yeah. and his grandchild. It is strange. Yeah, yeah. for Mel. No. Nah. 
which is, I guess, again, reminding us that it was the David connection because David had could be thrown back in prison. I know, for but whatever he would reason, pick Mel up and throw her under the diva van <laughs> yeah. and say she did it. Take her and away. How very strange that Aaron wasn't on the diva van. Firstly, because Aaron's Aaron. I know. Put that man on a van. I think they were just like, <laughs> poor David can't even, be doctor. Even if it was David doing the drinks, like doing the sales yeah. behind the behind the register that would not that would not have been a fun van to visit no but just still put you should still put Aaron on the side of the van I know you should have him there and then have him serving because he'd be flirting with everyone I reckon and you'd be like yes please I will have another mocktail and then David could be just coming up with some concoctions using his science degree David's like "Mm, I think you've had enough (laughs) oh god oh medical RSA but the, okay, this leads us to this juicy scene where they're in the coffee shop and Carl they mentions a passing comment about David and then Dr. Ma starts prodding like, Oh, so why isn't he practicing medicine? She's got a lot of questions, doesn't she? Yeah, and Carl wouldn't answer them, which I think he had to really bite his tongue not to answer them all. Oh yeah, because we know Carl. Yeah, it's he likes like, to sing. There's yeah. websites. You can look up to find out why a doctor's been Oh, well, yeah, Remy can. knows that. Cause, so then Carl pulls up a pew and wants to have a big yarn and then she's wriggling around and finally he leaves and she goes, oh, my God, thank God, pulls out her phone and is like, we need to find out the goss mm. on Dr. David and immediately just Googles Dr. David Erinsborough Hospital and then Cara said, oh, that's, that's not going to bring anything up. Bang, bing. Google whack, there it is. He was yeah, charged with medical manslaughter and he lost his license because of a, she said bus accident, but it was a mini bus at best. Uh, there was a, <laughs> It was a van. Very strange. He should have had a better lawyer. Yeah, the villain of the week got um, not resuscitated. She refers to it as withholding care, which mm. does sound very serious. She was vicious. She was like, yeah. how dare he? He is a cold, evil man. After he'd seen that man, like, beat his beautiful husband yeah, with, like, just, a, with a bloody wrench. Yeah, just yeah. the context that's missing. And Kara does say, look, they didn't put the whole story in the paper, I'm sure. She's like, doesn't matter. He's dead to me. He's evil. <laughs> And, I mean, they could have ruined Aaron's face. Um, There's some amazing stuff that happens at the Christmas fair and it's coming off the back of Holly and Haz are wearing matching jumpers Mm. and having a little lovey-dovey buying of crappy earrings and Mackenzie and Byron are going to come along because Byron has got his bags half-backed because he's thinking he's going to hop on a last-minute flight to New York to see Reese. The saddest (laughs) bit. I mean, if any time it was called 4K, now's the time. He believes he's on a wait list or something for a plane. I don't know if he's on a standby list. Standby. And then I think from Mac it's, it was implied that it was Reese's standby list because she's oh. like, why can't she get herself a plane immediately but not you? Well, she I'm pretty sure she had like a private jet or something take her home. Uh, you know, for all reason, her father was on his deathbed. And she didn't make it. Very mm. sad mm. to not make it. But he's like, oh, I'm on standby. And it's like, mate, that is the saddest you thing. Need to, you need to be at sad. the airport, mate, if you're on standby. Yeah. But also because like, it's like if someone doesn't turn up, yes, you can get in their yeah. seat. Not like a good hour away in Erinsborough. Not reorganising your smalls. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an emergency. I want to see my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm really attractive. He's, usually that's enough. <laughs> usually that means I get planes. <laughs> So Aww. Mackenzie's like, mm, are you sure? And then as she's talking, the mail comes and it's a parcel from Reese. Do you know what? That yeah. package, that got a first class ticket. 
because that came quickly. As soon as he mm. said, I'm on my way, she's like, I'm getting the package out. Yeah. So just sent him a parcel with, with the book of he's not that into you. Yeah. She's not that into you. But she Amazon primed it. It came the next day. And mm-hmm. inside was, I took offence to this, a compass necklace. And look, a corner of the internet is a, a buzz because at the end of Law and Order SVU, Stabler gave Benson a necklace with a compass on it and it's beautiful and we did like deep diving whatever it's like a twelve thousand dollar necklace with a compass and diamonds like it's beautiful but anyway that to me that is the only compass necklace that exists in my world this one came from the two dollar (laughs) shop i don't think it was a precious metal in any way in fact i think she just rang lassiter's lost and found and was like can you just dig back through there and tell me what else there is and wrap it up she's like texted toady and said hey can you just sift through the jewelry (laughs) and she says in a letter that we later hear not voiced over by Reese, but narrated by Mackenzie that she's written a Dear John letter. It was a bit long and boring, her letter. So do you think you could summarise it for us? Well, look, here's the thing. When I was COVID-addled, my voice dropped a little bit and I got a little bit gravelly and I thought I could do a bit of a California girl accent. Crystal was here a year ago with two other people. I feel like there must be some trace of her. So, look, this is me, day two of COVID, um, giving it a crack. Byron. I ask this to be podcasted so you get the message. I am just not into you. Read the room. Please don't come here. Be good to yourself and my sister, Krista. All the love in the world and meat pies with sauce. Reese. Oh, it's so sad. How, Which bit? How much he needed that letter and yeah. a com- like to end it. And even so, and then he dips, he dips straight into... Heartbreak mode. He makes himself what can, I can only assume is blue cordial. I think it was left over alcohol. from Haz and Holly's cocktails. He takes the blender and mm. puts a straw in the blender and drinks like blue curacao, mm. some kind of fruit tingle jug cocktail. Refers to it as just one people drink. at work what a fruit tingle was because I was from different generations. <laughs> everyone, I was like in between generations. You know what generation? Uh-huh. The slag generation. <laughs> like generation slag. We used to drink <laughs> drinks that like were in primary colours. Thank you very much. <laughs> um. It reminded me of, was it this Forgetting Sarah Marshall or whatever, when he eats the cereal out of like the upchuck jar, a bowl. Oh, no. Because he's like, I'll just have one bowl of cereal and like it's, you know, a huge bowl. It was very sad and I think it's a lovely end to, you know, sad Byron. He ended up at the fair rat asked with Mackenzie who had a few looks at Haz and Holly and she catches up and then they had this near near kiss moment almost out in the – in the wilderness, just mm. looking at each other, going, You've got nice hair. No, you've got nice hair. Mm. You're great. You're great. I mean, they both really have nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to the next day, they woke up in bed together, but really they were just chatting all night. And look, I gotta say, I liked Mackenzie's room. Kate, you will have opinions. I didn't. I thought it was, uh, look, I was, I was a bit excited for Mackenzie. Come on, yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah. find that handsome blonde man that you've been. Missing. I thought you were going to talk about the soft furnishings, but that's okay. I, I don't remember it. Okay. To be <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I got excited. I thought they were going to have a little session as well. A few weeks ago on this podcast, I was like, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. I've seen spoilers. It was the spoiler of them almost kissing. Mm. So I thought it, everything was going to be fine. And Mac and he were going to Mac, basically, but no. Macron. Macron. I, yeah. I do really like their friendship. Mm. I think they really respect each other and they're kind to each mm. other. Yeah. I feel this last fortnight has been the, where 
um, Byron has found his groove again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's definitely heartbreak, found. He's being built mm. up by the, his fun night with the Mackenzie. Mm. And then what happens? Has gets an eyeful of yeah. Byron emerging from the room and jumps to conclusions. And then the gossip mill, because the secrets are bad, yep. you should share them. So everyone knows, Sadie, or Holly, keep everyone. Or it to your bloody self, mate. <laughs> you don't need to share that you're, you're unrequited love with everyone. Yeah. So everyone immediately thinks that they've slept together. M- Mackenzie runs around and sets him straight. Um, like, how dare you? Jump to conclusions. And then he has has the gall to imply that she's taken advantage of poor sad Byron. She's like, mate, you just scrape Holly off the floor when she was having a breakdown before you hopped into bed with her. Mm. Pot kettle. Jesus. And then she's like, anyway, shut up. I like you, so oh. why would I go into bed with Byron? The saddest bitch. <laughs> uh, it's no good. It's no good. But who tells Byron? She tells Byron? Um, well, Mackenzie tells Sadie yes. that she told her that she liked him. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Sadie had a very good line in that scene where she says to Mackenzie, you said you weren't going to do anything about it. Max says, I didn't. I just told him. She goes, telling him is doing something. It is 100%. Which is true. Words yeah. are actions sometimes. Yeah. And they're – in this situation with this living in close quarters, Holly is very vulnerable. Oh, Holly. God, and, oh, you, know. you could write a thesis on her. Oh, my God. I have. I hope someone is. I hope someone is. I really see the daughter of Izzy Hoyland mm. because she, there is something weirdly pathological about how she knows this relationship is doomed, mm. but she's clinging to it to the point of mm. sabotaging trying to sabotage other forces that are coming in, even though she knows it's doomed. Like even though – so she brings Carl around to have a coffee with – to say hi to Haz at the, co- at the coffee shop and even Carl's a bit dubious. Like why do you care? Mm. Why do you think he doesn't like you? What's going on? Mm. So she knows he's he's not as into her but she wants to hang on to it. And I guess that is very true of a like, 20-year-old who just doesn't know the world yet. And is just clinging to someone who's showing her attention. Yeah. And we talked about, we don't know how old Haz is, but like, presumably he's at least a couple of years older than her. Like, he's I feel be like at he's least mat- five years older than yeah, her. Yeah. Like, he's more mature than her. Yeah. Anyway. I'd look, I'd- he's got a, he's a business owner. Yeah. I can't speak to either of you, but I've been there. But Byron's her champion this week, to be honest. Mm, yeah. And I really respected that because he was able to go, like, you know what? I'm pretty, but I'm a real person and my feelings got hurt. <laughs> And Holly's a real person and her feelings can get hurt. Yeah. And I really respected that. And I don't feel I don't feel any evilness from Mac or or actually from Haz either, but they're not thinking about Holly's feelings. I really am feeling the dynamics of this share house and surrounds because you could very easily have Sadie be Mackenzie's champion, which she has been. Mm. And um, has and Byron being Haz's champion, but they're each calling the other out, going, No, 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 you can't just do wrong by that person because you can't figure yourself out with that person. They're calling their friend out on the on their shortcomings and I think that's very helpful and I like seeing it. They're really holding each other to account. And I and I thought I think it's also um it's quite symbolic of the young people today because they do call out and they are yeah. really um strong. You know respecting they, my boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. Boundaries <laughs> girlies all over the place. And when I was younger they didn't they would have just kept secret and been bitch like at least in people I knew been bitchy behind the back or whatever. I think young people aren't as susceptible to that these days and I think that these characters have been really strong. Mm. And what an amazing scene when so Holly finds out from Byron. He sings like a canary that 
Mackenzie likes. She's got the hots for Haz, she told him. And then Haz was like, oh, I wish I'd known. Yeah. Before I boned. Before I hooked but up with What's Her Face. Do you know what you can do, Has though, to solve that? Stop hooking up with What's Her Face. Mm. Yeah, or just <laughs> stopping it. Stop dragging her heart around. I, look, I say things like they should be honest, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, at that age, it would be so difficult. At any age, really. If you're in, yeah. if you're in a situation, it's hard to extract yourself from. Mm. But I am kind of sick of hot ho-ho and her, oh, man, I've had my heart broken by... Eden, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, Mackenzie's a fucking widow, mate. I think she still trusts Yeah, and she was traumatised all through her youth and her dad disowned yeah. her and, and yeah. like, her mother oh, yeah. died. Yeah. Tell me stories about your lovely mum and absent Dr. Dad when I can tell you about how my mum died and my dad rejected me. I'd yeah. have a lot more respect for Holly if... And I lived in fucking Burke. If she actually <laughs> if she stopped and went, I'm going to go see your mum, Mackenzie, and get some therapy mm. and work out why I need to act like my mother and manipulate someone into staying with me when they clearly don't want to. Mm. There's a lot in there. And I don't even think you need someone as good as Mac's mum to figure that <laughs> yeah, out. You could just have David yeah. pretending. So nice. <laughs> God, sober companion sober David. companion. How does Mackenzie have such beautiful porcelain skin for someone who spent their childhood living in Burke? I don't know. I, I, I think it was... <laughs> Because she didn't want to go outside. I, I yeah, true. In, That's grim. Melbourne. I, I had a face like a bloody burnt toast most of the time. I was like covered in freckles. A burnt toast, <laughs> distant cousin of dry toast up in <laughs> northern New South Wales. I had like freckles crumbed all over my face. <laughs> like how would she not have that living in like a far sunnier place in Melbourne? Isn't that where dry toast lives now in New South Wales? Yeah. Do, you think, do, you think, do you think he is like a burnt toast now? Well, he's going back to Europe, so he's clearly jets back and forth. Yeah. yeah. He's got all that money. Yeah. He's like, I still like skiing, even though I got stuck in the mountains. Now, um, say it, say it. Spam farts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a scene in the cafe, Holly finds out and she's just running around in a tiz and then Mackenzie and Haz want to have another little chat about their feelings while his girlfriend is yeah. in the bathroom little, in the next room. Little tay-to-tay right beside the servery. While you, after your cafe's been in hot water for having dog hair in the muffins and then beautiful tresses of Mackenzie come in, put a hand out on Mackenzie if you're going to go into that kitchen. Jesus. Mm. So, yeah, ha- ha- Holly's insecure, sees them talking. And then they decide, the share house decide, that they are going to have a pre-Christmas party Christmas party. Because I noticed this little detail when they said, okay, look, we hate Christmas. It's They're being me. They're like, oh, Christmas is shit. And then they go, what if we just – exchange gifts and have some drinks and food and enjoy each other's company. And I'm like, okay, that's Christmas, but cool, yeah, mm-hmm. we're still on a different day. But then later they go, what are you guys doing on Christmas Day? I don't have any plans, neither do I. Let's have a party. I'm like, but that's what you're having now. Couldn't you have just put this party on in two days' time and have more time to buy presents? Yeah. You weirdos. It's odd. I, Sadie was very cute, like going, I like presents. Yeah. Let's have presents. But also, Sadie's got a family next door. So does um, Holly. Um, yeah, go and you know. like go and ask your parental figures for that. Yeah, and as far as we know, Haz's family live in like the next suburb. Like, yeah. I think we, it's. We, do we know where they? I are think from? it's WA, but we'll find out because oh, okay. we'll meet right. his sister at some point. Yeah, but let's talk about this little party that they have. Well, they exchange presents. They they go out to the back garden. It's basically the party where they are anyway. Yeah, my memories of visiting friends who lived in share houses at that age was that that look like a well-catered party because <laughs> my memories were that like okay there'd be a bowl of cheesels and everyone would have their own something from somewhere i was big on making the, the honey mustard chicken chicken tonight oh, uh, dinner you felt house. like it did you yeah, yeah i just yeah. used to like um hanging around there till someone decided to order pizza 
I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. finally, we're going to eat. <laughs> well, they are having a lot they of pizza, pizza in that place. <laughs> Good grief. Your former gluten life would have loved there. Oh, my God. I just had a flashback. You know, like the disgusting pizza, the leaning tower of pizza. Uh-huh. Um, I remember a friend's boyfriend's share house where they had a whole wall that was wallpapered in Stanley wine cask. Oh, that's oh, cute. Wow. The sides of them as well. It wasn't that's the whole box like- <laughs> unwrapped. It was just they had drunk that much cask wine. That's the house that, of that, Goon. That was the wallpaper, mm. yeah. Goon of fortune out the back. I oh, remember that, like badge of honour behaviour. Oh. Yeah. They exchange gifts and they're all terrible, like socks and earring, like cheap craft fair earrings and then Mackenzie has taken up knitting because it's on brand cottage core Mackenzie yeah knitted a scarf for has in his favorite color which is orange okay mm. I, I have some deep opinions oh me this. too Kay. I'll let you take the floor though um, well, and ha- yeah. and it's it's the first thing she's made and she hands it over for has it's a scarf yeah well firstly you know textile designer here I have knitted for years mm. The first thing you need is shit, and that is mm. it's evident as yeah. you look at what it is it's all over the shop it's sort of tensions up the wazoo just Need a couple more things before you start giving them away. One, in Australia, we do not give scarves no, as Christmas. gifts at Christmas because it is hot. You don't need a scarf until six months later in the year. Which Holly did point out that he was wearing it all day and it's hot. Yeah, um, two, it was ugly. It was um, garter stitch. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it's just like the first knitting stitch you learn. Um, it's not we, even, you don't even pearl. We saw her later on with the ball of yarn and it was one of those humongous discount ones that you could get for like five bucks for like, I don't know, 200 grams, which generally. Acrylic. Um, yeah, acrylic um, yarn. And what was the absolute Christmas miracle of what Holly did to that scarf? Hacked it apart. With her bare hands. You cannot do that to acrylic no. yarn. She must be the fucking Hulk. They should have just had her with scissors chopping away at it because mm. that's what it looked like. Trevor is put in the frame and looking to be the one that ripped it apart. And then Sadie goes, what about the dog cam? Which, well done, Sadie. She's the one that said, what about the what about the find my handbag tags on our bags? Like she's yeah. good in a What about pickle. the um, watching your housemate um, root another housemate on the couch cam? <laughs> so they get the dog cam and they see Holly unhinged, just tearing yeah, this gift, yeah. this handmade gift apart. And Mackenzie's all like, oh, I'll see if I can repair it. No. It's rags at this stage. No. And I looked at that and I thought, mm, I could re knit that and have it perfect in two hours. Tops. 100%. 100%. Tops. Even probably, a, probably an hour and a half. I reckon even a beginner knitter could re knit that in yeah. not a very long amount you know of time. It would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're improved. Like everything in life, the more you yeah, repeat something, you yeah. get better at it. Um, you know what would have been. Side note, puzz buzz. Or- <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, God. I get worse. <laughs> I'm getting worse, though. My puzzling, is, my puzzling times get worse. <laughs> If you're starting out knitting, she could have knitted something for Trevor, like a toy for him to tear up. Look, it's a toy. But I guess that's not for the plot. But, you know, you would knit something for the dog first before your your secret crush. That is saddest bitch in Arisboro. Knitting something, Mm. making a hand-knitted gift for your pined-after love interest. Mm. In summer. Yes. In summer. When I started dating my husband, Mm. and, yeah, I was finishing up my textile design degree. No. What did his co-worker knit him? What? And another co-worker knitted a scarf for him. What? I know. It's like, fuck you, lady. This, this is my territory. Oh, my God. You are holy. Did yeah, yeah, you rip it up? He's going to listen to this now and go, good God, did you? Like, he's going to be, like, miffed because he doesn't know Does about it. Does he still this. have it? I don't know. What colour was it? I can't remember. His favourite colour? like 17 years ago. <laughs> I still remember orange? it, though. It certainly was not a burnt orange one. And wow. to be honest, I remember looking at it going, uh, yeah, I could do better than that. It wasn't as yeah. shit as Mackenzie's yeah. shit one. But I'm like, lady, 
I mean, I'm sure it was with pure intentions, but I'm a textile designer. I can niche. Anyway, he barely wore it. He's not a scarf man anyway. So unless she was thrifty, waste unless you're being, of time unless you're being thrifty and you're like, look, I don't, I don't have. It's because he lives back there, whatever it is. Like you don't have to give presents to your coworkers. No, you don't. No, that's even more like hardline on the because he lives. Whew. Anyway, so, there you go. CJ, do you have scarf opinions? We've dominated them. I, I don't. <laughs> what did you think of the scarf? Um, my husband's favorite color is orange, mm. and I think he just does that to be offensive. So I feel that's in line with Haz. Um, And I just really enjoyed that Holly ripped it up. And I thought it was an interesting way of it happening that they firstly had a camera. I love dog cam. More dog cam, please. I mean, it's exactly where Jane had put the camera. Teddy teddy cam. Yeah. But um, I thought it was interesting the way that, like, Holly had a chat with Byron and then actually was going to come in and go, I'm a crazy person and I don't say crazy person. It's ableist and terrible to say. But she was going to come in and say that and then they were like, we've already watched it. Because she meanwhile, she's had a panic attack out the back with Byron. Yeah. Said, look, I've really stuffed this up and I'm – He's not good good enough for you. And, yeah, Byron's pretty much saying that. And Byron and Haz have a little tiff, little lover's yeah. tiff. Yeah. What you do with me, mate? Yeah. Well, hose yeah. before hose. And Byron's like, <laughs> nose. <laughs> No, <laughs> don't it. be a dick. Is the rule? Is yeah. the only mate, mate, rule? You are the hoe in this relationship. <laughs> but he he also and actually says, don't slut shame hoes because yeah, it's yeah. a very bros can be hoes. Thank a, you. It's a very respectable occupation. Thank yeah. you very much. He mentions this week in chatter because he thinks about going back to that line of work, mm. and um, he says, "What's wrong with me going back to the job I like?" Mm. Loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, but no, he says. The line I really loved, Byron, he said, Holly's a real person mm. with feelings and you guys are just basically – and I feel like to be honest, it. I think we all needed a reminder of that. Mm. Yeah, I, I know, but I think that she, – She's a cartoon villain at the yeah. moment. No, she is. Because but we I, all love Max so much. But also know, because yeah. we're so far away from what a 20-year-old does and yeah. is, is like yeah. that it's good to have a reminder. Her clothes are just <laughs> vile though. I, I but, but no, I think I, – I, re- I like this as a reminder because I feel like – the way that, you know, Sadie and Byron called them out. But I, I feel like Mac and Haz have got like this, you know, where we're beautiful and we're smart and we're like we're better than that silly little girl yeah. vibe going on. And I, I liked that they were reminded, you know, because, well, I mean, I can't speak for Haz, but Mac's a good person and she wouldn't normally do that. No. Yeah. Can yeah, I put no. a complaint in so whoever's choosing Ho-Ho's mm. wardrobe because she's dressing like bloody Michelle from Michelle and Ferret, which was a Magda Subansky character <laughs> on Fast Forward, <laughs> where she dressed up as a Sharpie, which was like a bogan subculture in the 70s, wow. where everyone wore skin-tight um, knitwear mm. and just looked rough as if. Yeah. Look up Sharpie as in the same word as the yeah, Sharpie culture. Anyway, it is, it's a strange choice. It's a choice. That's all left dangling we're gonna see what's gonna happen there now now the other thing that's going on on the street in the previous week is the glitter trigger the glitter is a trigger there is still microplastics on that street from that wedding two years ago it's an ecological disaster mm-hmm. yeah i hate it it's terrible it's terrible and melanie's coming to the street to heal mm. from her surgery mm. and <laughs> i mean what a place to pick yeah, just where I lived with my ex-husband yeah. for a few months. My recent ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And there was an, a standout line for me that week where the Kennedys are prepping the house and Carl goes, oh, do you reckon I should get pickles? Maybe Melanie likes pickles. I don't know if she's the pickle type. And then Susan goes, 
what's the pickle type? <laughs> and I just stood there alone that line and it, I think it was wonderful. Yeah. I feel like even if you are the pickle type, you we can go out for pickles later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, has she just had a shoulder reconstruction? Yeah. She's not well. Well, she, she's got osteoporosis yeah. as well. Yeah, she's, she's, it was a shoulder reconstruction. Whatever it was, that was the prescription. Yeah, <laughs> and I understand that that's very painful. But later on in the week, Carl and Susan don't want to leave Mal alone. And my mum's got one booked in 10 days before I've booked a holiday next year. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope she apparently make sure I'm everything's happy. around waist level for her. Yeah, apparently I'm happy to just leave her alone. I can duck around. Yeah. Anyway, I she'll be there. When are you going to bathe CJ's mum for her? Well, she moved a lot of stuff for me when I bought stuff from her garage. Oh, no. so we had that it. planned, the bathe. Like, with, there is a carer coming. I was okay, going to say, so yeah. make her go to the hairdressers to get her hair washed, yeah. which is a treat in itself. Oh, I love yeah. that idea. Well, there's one around the corner, so she could. Mm. Uh, she had to stop going there because of antivaxxers, but maybe they've got vaccines now. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe just steer clear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows what else you get? No, no. It's included on her um. Hospital at home package. Oh, she gets well, there someone. you go. See, yeah, so. this yeah. is why she's leaving. Yeah. She's got. She's on the heat. Whatever. <laughs> but but also, do you know what's amazing about that scenario, which we'll get back to, is that you've thought ahead to when someone will need medical care and what that what will go along with that. Yeah, yeah that's true. You've thought ahead more than a week. Sorry, that I'll come yeah, back to that. But like Carl and Susan, they basically had Melanie thrust upon them. Mm. No, I was. That was a dig at Ellie. Uh, oh. But anyway. Oh. They did have Melanie thrust upon them. She, they, Toadie looks at the glitter and has a flashback to Nam. Oh, geez. That's what everyone was saying. That, <laughs> Including Brett Bowman messaged me about that. Mm. Um, Brett Bowman sends us a lot of messages and we enjoy yeah, them. Yeah. Um, and I was watching it with my husband and he's like, oh, yeah, that's where they need to start playing, you know, paint it black by Rolling Stones. Yeah. I see a red <laughs> So yeah, Toadie's having a few feelings about his past love. And so the back end of that week – is some big stuff dropping. We have the return of Ellie Conway and mm. she is in town visiting Chloe who's on secondment running the whole of Lasseter's while Paul just falls in a heap. Mm-hmm. And I think, CJ, I, I'm wondering if we're going to get the return of baseball cap Paul in his doldrums because, <sighs> look, the seeds are plant being planted that he doesn't have anyone around him, he's not allowed to see his grandkids, He's not going to have anyone to spend Christmas with. Is the other one that's going around? He's lonely. Mm. Don't forget, we've had that lonely word used. I mean, look, it's a very common thread of people that age. Mm. Aaron's coming around and seeing him. Yeah, Aaron's doing a lot of stuff that I don't think David would appreciate. I know, but if you were married to David, would you just be like, shut <laughs> <Yeah>. up, <laughs> handbrake? He's not even a doctor anymore. Just oh. move on. I heard. I Find know. some greener pastures. Aaron's the a relationship. joy. Relationship made sense when he was the serious, smart, money-making doctor. Mm-hmm. Now he's just yeah, and the Aaron was control the joy. freak. Yeah, yeah. So it was okay that he was weird and annoying because mm-hmm. he was he was a control freak and he was high you, pay and all that. Are you mm-hmm. saying Aaron only married David for his money? Yeah. <laughs> also, like his personality made sense. Yeah, yeah. Now he's yeah. just a grumpy old fuck. Yeah. So Ellie, uh, Chloe's been displaying symptoms of her Huntington's, mm-hmm. and Nick Collette has figured this out so she has taken a moment to have a heart-to-heart with chloe yeah now we can't forget that nick has the special experience of being um chloe's mum's ma brennan's carer yeah and palliative care palliative care nurse yeah like she's been there she understands and she also understands this terminal nature of the disease and so she has a chat with chloe 
And Chloe says, you know, I'm having symptoms. I'm seeing a specialist. None of the conversation was about the medical nature of it, which I appreciated because Chloe's only just beginning that journey with a specialist again, which is great. Um, but it was all about the emotions. How does this make her feel mm. and all of that? And, and then yeah. Nick very quickly says, well, I'm sorry. I don't care how shit Ellie is. Ellie needs mm. to be here. And so she calls her. She doesn't get through. She second guesses herself. But her point was that you can't make this decision for your loved one. You have to empower them with the information so that they can de- help you decide. Ellie's fucking useless. She's though. useless. And what a dreadful person. Yeah, let's and we'll talk about all the ways she's useless. So she eventually Chloe rings her and she comes out and tells her, "Look, you know, you've got to decide if you want this because I don't want to burden you and your daughter with my care." Ellie's like, "I can't even care for my daughter. What makes you think I could nurse you through your death?" Yeah, oh, that's right. I've got a kid and it's her birthday next week and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> And not only that, she's staying for Christmas lunch and then flying to Sydney after. Firstly, if your flight doesn't get cancelled, mole. Yeah. Like, good luck. It's probably a private plane. It's Sean's plane. (laughs) Good luck seeing your daughter on her birthday and Christmas. Now, when we talk about Sean, we have to say spam farts. Oh, okay. no, spam farts. <laughs> I didn't know that was like a nervous tick now. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't oh, know. I was like, shit, what have I forgotten? <laughs> poor Dr. Kathy listened to the pod and texted me going, who is spam farts? <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Keep up, Dr. Kathy. So Chloe has the idea to take Ellie's agency away from her and just like leave her. Also, it was at the murder rotunda. Did you know Oh, yeah. It was like, you know what? Your ex-husband had his, like, other fiancé die right here. And that was Chloe's brother. Mm. Oh, my God, what a mess. It's all in the family. And so Ellie comes crying to Auntie Sue's going, oh, my God, my Chloe's got a terminal disease and she just reminded me of that. Mm. And can you tell me if that's going to be hard or not Mm. to be with? Was was it hard for Uncle Carl to be with you? And Susan's like, well, why don't you ask him that? What's the the circle theory, isn't it? Like where you... You care for the person directly who needs the most care. And then you can rely on the people on the outer circle. Mate, fucking don't go to someone who's got a debilitating, um, life-altering illness and say, (laughs) oh, is it tough knowing you're going to die soon? (laughs) I don't want to minimise MS. But also, like, Huntington's is... Devastating. Devastating. It has a deadline, pretty much. Yeah, and it has no cure, no treatment. It, none of those things. And, and MS, I do know someone with MS and I do the same mm. kind that Susan has. I was going to say Susan. Yeah, Susan. And, but it does, it does flare up. Yeah. There are times, there are highs and lows to it. It's, it's painful and it's terrible. And, I, n- and, never, yes. and never forget that Susan went and did some miraculous trial. Yeah, why not? That helped her out a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, she is mainly fine unless she gets stuck without a Mount on. Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Was that the same time that Carl smuggled back the durians? Had she been on yeah. the yeah, the trial then? And then he's like, oh no, I, I'm not smuggling in stinky fruit. My wife with MS soiled herself. Yeah. <laughs> Just crapped herself on the plane. See, that's where Ellie needs to pick up those tips. Yeah. Yeah. So well, El- to think of things Ellie can smuggle back in the planes now, blaming her wife. Also, I feel like she's asked Susan, Susan's her auntie, because she knows that Carl will just tell her it's freaking hard and you're yeah. not going to be able to hack yeah, it, you're Missy. Not up to it. And also, yeah. she should Whereas, go and you know, ask. Nicolette would. Yeah, she could go and ask Nicolette. She about did. What, yeah, I know. No, but, no, but Carl would be like, Nicolette could help this situation. Not yeah, you, you yeah. bloody weak, selfish mole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 beautiful, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, mole. <laughs> beautiful Carl saying that. 
That's what makes him snap. <laughs> Vapid Ellie. Oh, it, it would be though. It'd be like, you know, yeah. of all my offspring mm. and nibblings, you're the worst, yeah. Ellie. And that's oh. saying a lot because my son is Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> and he slept with my ex fiance what? partner Ooh. and um, his sister's mother. mother his mm. sister's mother and the, yes the mother the thing is though i'm very worried i don't want to see i don't want to see chloe die no i didn't well, want to see her drop the coffee well we won't she'll she'll die in sydney so nicolette's advice to um what's her name ellie is yolo yeah, well, no, you'll be there for her. I just don't think it was enough practical advice because I think, honestly, she does need to know what it's like to be a carer. It's it's not just... She doesn't have it in her. No. She, she doesn't. And obviously you can get help. You can get external help. You can outsource. Maybe Sean can do it. <laughs> Sean can do it. Um, these are valid questions that Chloe is asking. And Chloe mentions, you know, poor... Asta. Asta. You know, <laughs> like... The grocery chain from England. Yeah, it's very... I mean, it, it's a lot to ask a mother of, of a small child and that yeah. small child to be. It, and, it is. And I think Chloe is implying here that, well, Asta's going to get attached to me and I'm not going to be around forever. So mm. Chloe's mm. taking a lot of stuff on here. Mm. And it is, it's at least worthy of Ellie talking it through with her little girl. Like, mm. I know you don't, adult problems are not for children, but like, you can talk to her. Like, well, Chloe's sick. You know, that's going to be tough. But anyway, yeah, Ellie they just... should go and adopt a fourteen-year-old dog from Lost Dogs Home about now, I reckon, and yeah, let that run through um, <laughs> natural course. But the the thing that kind of gets me a little bit when I watch Chloe dropping the coffee and having these really serious conversations with Ali is like David is a joy, but I feel like God, it's. David. No, sorry, David's not a joy. He's awful. Um, Aaron's a joy, yes, and bloody Detective Brennan's yes. up doing wherever the hells he's doing and it's just i, I can't believe she got the huntington's you I know? know i mean it should yeah. have been, should have been mark. mark but mm. i have to say i was thinking before you know who would look after chloe better Bloody, mark uh, yeah mark would <laughs> yeah, i think would. mark yeah. actually would have stepped up that place or, would be spick and span Ty- tyler maybe yeah oh, about I forgot tyler. About tyler. <laughs> tyler's match pipes. Well, pipes, yeah. Yeah, yes, pipes yes because it's mars jeans it's mars jeans so isn't it amazing that only one of them I'm yeah. why was it not Tyler? Why was yeah. it? No, no, it should have been Mark. Mark. Should have been Mark. Should have been Mark, but also Mark would step up and look after you, her, even yeah. though it's terrible. But, yeah. you know, I have to find the tweet now because this is on brand for all of them because Mark did have the gene. He was discovered to have had the gene. Oh, you say he was a carrier. He was a carrier, yeah, sorry. And oh, of course he bloody is. And, and did, But what, he had children? Yeah, well, if you have IVF, you can have the genetic screening oh, okay. on the embryos. But did he have, I thought he just knocked her up. No, no, no. She got knocked up with Gigantor when she had the head injury after oh, falling yeah, out yeah, of the okay. balloon and was like, um, well, uh, SA'd, as the TikTokers would say, by mm. the former father. <laughs> father. She was, yeah. Yeah. The TikTokers are right. Yeah. yeah. I've got to find this tweet. It's so pertinent. I don't, look, I don't know if it was Topher who was tweeting during his rewatch, but someone had gone back and checked when um, Ellie proposed to Mark and it's when he – Found he were out. He was a carrier for Huntington's. She just dropped down on bended knee and was like, oh, "Let's get married." This is her band aid solution when things get hard. Like, no, no, no. We don't have to think about the bad stuff. We just have to think about sunshine and rainbows and the fact that I love you, and that's going to be enough to heal everything. And it's not, honey. It's not. And how good she looks in a wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. Pin- I've already got the Pinterest board saved from last time, <laughs> and I don't even need to change my name because uh, I just left it as Ellie Brennan. Conway Brennan Brennan. <laughs> What was her middle name, Louise? I don't know, Eleanor. And so 
she drops down and proposes to Chloe. In- did, did she get married to Sean? I'm going to say no because just come on. what Sean's last name Watkins. Is? Watkins. Farts. <laughs> Our light rye. Um, so, but this whole relationship, Ellie and Chloe, like, it's clearly fan fiction. It's fan fiction on screen. And mm. it, but, but it was such a small percentage of percentage of fans actually liked Chelly. And I think what I'm gathering from an online scuttlebutt is that it's just erstwhile GIF viewers well, from the one internet. one person who liked them? The, yeah. the, the Chelly lot? Well, I think it went viral, but for, from people that love to, you know, Tumblr people that like oh, to watch GIFs and read fanfiction. But also people who like to watch very attractive women pass on. Yeah, which yeah. Like, like nanas. More, more powdery, like nanas, yeah. <laughs> but, they um, they look, are very beautiful, the, yeah. The, yeah, very beautiful, attractive women, but yeah, of every, course. But, yeah. um, but still, like, Ellie's a vapid mole, I think. Vapid that's mole. Yeah. And I don't trust her with Chloe's care. No. And I, I, I trust, I at least trust Sean to be around to help her outsource some care mm. or Chloe to outsource her own care because to, she's a project be, manager. To be honest, she's got very good in-laws, hasn't she? She's got David. David would yeah. help care for her. Yeah. Oh, that um, could be his job. He could be a sober companion um, for Chloe. Olivia yeah. Valance. <laughs> <laughs> and pipes there you go yeah, yeah that's so, true she's got two decent women and uh, one brother who would care and she's got tyler and she's got and um oh and aaron and beautiful she, aaron and she'll have her. ellie there to braid her hair and go to yoga lardies mm. so and remember to, they got the pregnancy massage together yeah Look, so that's right she's pregnant at the time and she's like okay then let's let's get married oh we, Paul, who needs a project and a loved one, is like, have the ballroom at Lassiter's. He's well, like, we can take publicity shots for our new brochures. Also, um, he says, oh, don't worry about the cost of the room. I love how he said that, like, like they were going to pay. <laughs> Mate, we're not having it here unless you Also, it's chump change for those two. <laughs> so... They're looking through the – I love that he brings um, the, the the building maintenance manager with the – Cara, she's a wedding planner now. <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you like the lace? Oh, Max Ramsey <laughs> rolling up with a gigantic photo album. Rose gold setting, place setting. Rose gold is nice. Yeah, we can get the scaff up. <laughs> Heaven. I actually think she would be quite an efficient wedding planner. No well, mucking around. I mean, she's a well, – isn't she a facilities manager or something? Like, it, yeah, it feels well, me, like me and Remy got married. Yeah. It was down at Werribee Mansion. Nice as. Oh, I bet they did get married there, do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe in the Rose lovely. Garden. Yes. Nice. It would have been a lovely oh, wedding. I went to the State Rose Show down there. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Go there in November, people. <laughs> was that the whole story that you just went and it was nice? Oh, well, no, the, the State Rose Garden <laughs> is the Rose Garden you're talking about at Werribee yeah. Mansion where Tony and Dee got married. Yes, and yeah, that was, yeah. it was spectacular. Oddly, <laughs> I have been to a Rose Festival there. <laughs> well, I went to the one this year. See, this is why we need Cara, the handy mum. In this conversation, you go, all right, but what are we deciding here? Roses or li- lilies? What do you want? I love how she's just <laughs> like, oh, it's not a, a funeral yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Great time. No, it is actually a great time of the year for wedding flowers because you'd have your pick of roses. Mm. Yeah, or funeral. They decide, look, Paul, love your guts, but we are going to do this low key because, and I love that they said we had big weddings. I had a big wedding and then my husband cheated on me with the neighbour mm-hmm. and I had a big wedding and I cheated on my husband with his sister who is right here. Fucking dippy. <laughs> Good God, I'd forgotten about that. Pierce, Grayson, you are a scumbag. Then, you know who should have to pay for the carer? Mm, Pierce Grayson. Yeah. Oh, 100%. She was there for um, Hendrix. Hendrix. Oh, how beautiful. Oh, okay. So... They, oh, my God, so much pain in this little world. And then they decide that, look, all our loved ones are either in Adelaide, our families in Adelaide mm. or Broome 
or our friends are in Melbourne, so let's just do it in Melbourne. And I'm like, what about your daughter in Sydney? Yes. Wait, come on, guys. We have got to have Bonnie Anderson back, surely. She's in Broome being busy with, with her boyfriend's boat business. No, she's got a new boyfriend, Levi. Yeah. They've got the ass. Yeah, Le- Levi Le- was with Freya. Levi's left. Oh, okay. All left. Right. But he went that way too, didn't he? No, he, he and Freya went to Echuca. <laughs> oh, what a time. Um, Very exotic. <laughs> um. Did they Bonnie? Where, what was Bonnie back for? Was that for Toad she, Wedding? She came back to sit in the flashback scenes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like she could come get back her for this back, thing. mate. Yeah, I get hope her so. back. Yeah. She can sing a bit of, bit um, of pack, what wedding song is she going to sing? Packle Bell's Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're going to get married. Which between... I did have at my wedding. I'd like to point out, but I prefer the other song I had at my wedding. A bit of ah, oh, suddenly. Oh yeah. yeah, rehash it. No, she could. Bonnie do... Anderson has a good voice too. <laughs> she could do um Bruno Mars, Marry You. That'd oh, be that Ellie her, would love that. That was my wedding song. What was it really? Yeah. Oh. The the Vegas element because it came out at the time too. Yeah, it was it was a. It was in the hits. <laughs> yeah. What about the, the R&B? Yeah. Meet me at the altar. Yes. Uh, R&B Fridays on the Fox. We ain't getting no they don't need to. They can just get married. Well <laughs> they can just get married on Friday and yes. put, it, put it on the radio. No need to pay a DJ. Susan's going to officiate. Yeah. Uh, and um, she. I am actually sick of her officiating. Yeah. Just, take, just be a guest and enjoy yourself, Suze. She didn't even, she didn't even have to be asked. <laughs> she just said, yes, I'll do it. Can't you be my best woman, Susan, Auntie Suze? Susan wants, Susan wants a payday. She wants to work. Who That's is going to be the best peoples? Whoever's around. Yes, has. true. Has. has. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be classic neighbours if Has just Chloe, was like, oh, I'll be had, part of it. Chloe had a conversation with him on a bench during the week. Oh, well, best man. <laughs> He's never been described as best in anything, really, has he? As. So you were saying as. As. Of as. Course as. Oh, of course, as will be. Do you know, I was um, at a, CJ and I were at a wedding last week and the um, groom had a bridesmaid. It was yep. so sweet. Yeah. Love it. Um, so as and who's Ellie going to have, though? Because she doesn't – Asta will come back, but also maybe that means that we definitely will get Bonnie Anderson yeah, back. Yeah, she could be. Yeah. Pi- maybe Pippa. I'd love to get a bit of Pippa. Oh, if we got Pippa I, – I just got chills when you said that. <laughs> I love Pippa's sister. She's the best. Uh, Susan's sister, De- Deborah Lawrence, who mm. will be Pippa to me forever. So M- Moving on to our favourite couple, the, the Rodwells. Oh, are they your favourite couple? Kind of. I mean, he's pretty hot. Yeah, he is very hot. <laughs> Wait, so, Wendy's entertaining. Mo- moving on to Kate's eye candy. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's also, pretty hot. And you and would never describe Wendy as being a vapid mole. Never. No. No. Yeah, yeah. no. She's entertaining. She's got a lot of dimension. And she cares. And she's yeah. complicated. Yeah. yeah. She cares so much about little Nellie Fisher's birthday. And they she does, have, which is odd. They have gone down the beach for a romantic getaway, haven't they? To kind of rekindle their... Yeah. Is it a beach nearby? <laughs> Two oh, hours well, away. Kate. Funnily enough, uh, Nablog said, no offence, Australia, but this beach looks shit. <laughs> and <laughs> That's thanks. rich coming from an Englishman. Sarah C.P. Jones says, cold, windy, height of summer. I felt personally attacked with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the woman who, between Christmas and last year, last year, wore my knee-length puffer jacket to the beach whilst supervising <laughs> nippers, and I will be doing it again this year. Do well. you, do, are the nippers universal? Do you need to explain what that is? Uh, nippers are like where children join the cult of being a life-saving volunteer <laughs> because that's what it is though it's like any kind of volunteer association that get children involved like yeah. i'm auskick yeah. get them in young actually and that's how you actually continue the cycle of having volunteers but you know it's what called a lead funnel 
I don't think oh, you yeah. Can. You know, I don't, we don't need to explain that because these are home and away viewers, the English. They dip into home and away oh, yeah. and they know that they have the nippers on Summer Bay Beach with like little Bobby's son. I think he was a nipper. It's, it looks very cute mm. and it's, it's, it looks a great thing, but yeah, cold, cold on Victorian beaches. Mm. And when I actually got, because I hadn't watched that scene yet, when I got to it, I thought, beach isn't that bad. Like, I mean, right. it's a bay beach. The bay beaches aren't as spectacular as the um, most of the surf beaches. But anyway, what I do you at, want? What do you I want? You got water, at, you got sand, you got little bathing boxes. But I, also, I looked at that beach and Detective Kate put a detective cap on and mm-hmm. I found that beach. Where was it? Of course you did. Oh, because I was like, doesn't that look, I have to admit, it didn't look spectacular, but it was close to the city and it was um, it was Edith Vale Beach, right. which when I looked it up on maps is a half hour drive now, from Pinot Court. I had flashbacks. Was it the same beach that Sonia no. died on? No, no, no. That was, I actually feel that was a surf beach. As opposed to a baby. We'll get to it, but I found a, it, it seemed like a very deliberate and beautiful parallel between the last time we saw those kids frolicking around on a beach. Um, I'd also just like to confirm that it was not the um, the Aussie date beach as well, the poor Reese <laughs> went to, which is <laughs> a we far a lovely pie. one down near Mornington. Okay. I, I have a couple of points on it. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, Rodwell's only went there to have sex in the beach house. Yeah. And the beach house is now ruined because there's a 15-year-old's birthday party with yeah. her mum and her ex-stepmum and the neighbours coming to. Mm. Um, and B, oh, who Andrew wanted – well. <laughs> I know. But they – he's friends with Toadie now and he was like, anything for little Nelly, I can ruin my, you know, dirty weekend away with yeah. my beautiful wife. Yeah, not good enough friends that he'd look after Hugo when they were in crisis, but no, never mind. No, God, no. Um, we'll leave that to the people we just met. That also – at 15, Nellie's like, oh, I'd love to go to the beach. I love the be- What? We you see, love the beach? You saw your mum die yeah. there. You didn't yeah. see old Tash go down to the beach every five no. minutes when she saw her mum drown. You no. just unpacked that with your therapist. Like yeah. that was like the most traumatic memory. It's like you, you were having fun building sandcastles and your mum was dying and you couldn't help. Like well, after the fact, you found out. That's, that's where she needs to have her nan moment when she exactly. steps foot on the sand. But also, Sees another kid building a sandcastle just to go trash it. She's she's fifteen. She needs to just go be, to be cool. Be now. cool. <laughs> so this is like a dress rehearsal party because mm. she says, "I'm having my real party tomorrow with my real friends. We're mm. going to the movies, which is cute. We're gonna get some vapes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna gonna get, a, get get some nangs and some vapes. Yeah. We're gonna have a real party, yeah. okay? So she doesn't give time. a shit. She doesn't care what they do. My mate's big sister's gone to the bottle. Also, they had a pre party <laughs> with two buck chaff. Also, they had a, re, a pre-party playing mini golf with the Rodwells in the backyard. So I don't know how many parties she needs to have to celebrate her 15th. Yeah. Um, also, so uh, just brief recap on the presents she received. Um, Melanie got her the, the best present ever, which was a framed wrestling ticket. Yeah. Okay. Then um, to rage was miffed because that was going to outshine her best present ever, a horrendous mm. Diarrhea-coloured, um, <laughs> tie-dyed T-shirt of the lawman, aka Toadie's um, wrestling persona. And I, I know that Nellie loves her father, and she's she's short of She really loves him. What fifteen-year-old is wearing a T-shirt with a picture of their dad on it? Particularly in that outfit, unless it's ironically. I would, I would look at that and I go, Dad looks like a sex offender. But also, yeah. like, Dad, if you're going to be the lawman, wear a suit. She should have said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go earn money, Dad. She should have get, said. Get a chiseled jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Therese. I'll wear this to bed. Yeah, because, yeah. it, like, it's, I'll just wear it with my T-shirt 90s. You know what? Peter Alexander sells bedwear. Actually, you know what? That family does wear Peter Alexander sleepwear because, you know, because wonder, they're rich. Because in a beautiful <laughs> gift I received from 
lovely Renee, mother of baby Hugo, iconic John, I got some of the lovely hand-me-downs from Hugo's costumes that little John got to take home with him and outgrew. And I got them for baby Dr. Carl, which is the most beautiful gesture. He's grown into them now. He's in the right size. He's been wearing a lot of them. And one of the outfits is a set of pajamas that are Peter Alexander. So Hugo is dressed in Peter Alexander. So will Nelly. I know. I'm pretty sure that um, Hugo's mom told me that they were like the most worn because he was just always in his pajamas. Yeah. That actor. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's off to bed, Hugo. I could now get Hugo's clothes because he, him and Nelly, they aged like so many years compared to the two years. Oh yeah, you'll be ready for the next set of. Yeah, yeah. I could if if I could if we could be, hook be up friends. with Hugo's new mum. <laughs> that'd be good. I could get some new clothes. And baby Madge can get the the, new, the Nelly oh, cast look, off. Just give give um. Isla and what's her face a couple of years and baby Madge can play her play, oh, play yeah. both of them yeah yeah don't get attached to your roles kids yeah you're gonna be aged up in a couple of years and you'll be baby Madge's age after they go to Sydney to go to like pottery camp <laughs> ceramics college um what was I about to say this, then? this is explaining it Sydney's rapid aging problem <laughs> this is it because the housing crisis you just get aged really quickly yeah, you go up there and you're like oh my god I've got wrinkles that I never knew I had before. you're stressed <laughs> It was nice to see a bit of Hugo this week. He had a few lines and he nailed them. So it was mm. good. But mm. so it was Nelly's birthday. And as Oliver on Twitter pointed out, could the stakes be any lower than Nell's birthday party cancelled due to a power cut? Mm. And not even her real birthday, the adult pre-birthday party. They couldn't go to a, a venue in another suburb. They couldn't go to a pub in Anson's Corner. They went to the beach two hours away with the robot. You can't tell me that Rage wants to have cater functions at home as well. No. She'd be like... Yeah, let's go to the um, waterhole where the, the you know the generators operating. Exactly, go there, everyone. Yeah, Palmer's on me. Oh. Mm, and oh. Paul comes over and he offers any like grand ballroom Nelly's birthday, anything. Poor oh, bastards. Yeah, nobody, nobody's is in that function room. <laughs> poor, poor bastards. His love language is giving the ballroom to people, and no one wants. <laughs> no that. one wants it. I just feel so sorry because he used to just be able to throw money at things, and for it's some not, reason, no one wants it's it. Not working. No. Oh, I was just thinking of Paul's balls then. Um, I think on um, Christmas Day we need well, to yeah. have a council post where everyone posts a picture of their gym bauble. Oh, yeah. yes, 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 because ours went up the other day. Yep, mine's up. Yep. Thank you, Siege. Thank mm. you. I don't have one. Because you gifted us the oh, bauble. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, leave it with me. Don't worry, leave it with me. Because there's new baubles that have entered the zeitgeist. Also, I'm just like, oh, which one of you is going to palm off the bauble because you don't really want it? No, I love my bauble. It will be Kate. <laughs> How dare you? It's up there with my novelty. It's, it's, in, the, it's in the small slice of tree where I put my novelty baubles. Yeah, so her, it's she slowly on her, turns it around. CJ, it's on her tasteful tree. Oh, well, I mean, sorry, that is like high level praise. Yeah. So, okay, it is very benevolent of Wendy and Sarge to invite. Give up the sex den. Yeah, give up the sex den. Mm. For a barbecue. Yeah. And they bring Melanie. They don't want to leave her home alone. They're going to get some sustenance though. They're going to have some sausages before their sausages. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. Kate's now shoving a photo of her tree just to prove. Oh, I gave up space in my tree for your bauble. Yeah. Can you pan out so I can see where it's facing? It's on the side of it. But also can <laughs> I point out what went in pride of place on my tree? Oh, yeah. Snowflake? Yeah. No, guess that- who bought me this? Yes. CJ Catherine Jones here, yes. Yes, beautiful, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, right of place. I got that from Her Majesty's Palace. <laughs> so at at um, Sex Den Beach Lunch, there were very adult conversations happening with like some Melanie's mm. talking to Toadie. We'll talk about how they open up to each other about their feelings. Mm. 
So they head down to the beach because Toadie's like, oh, I've got a parent. I've got to make sure my kids don't drown. So I'll go down and watch them not go in the water, I think it was. Anyway. Well, no, uh, he, he's, they were going to go off on their own and he goes, do not go in the water without an adult present. I'm like, Sonia didn't drown at the beach, Toadie. <sighs> Dee, Dee didn't drown because she wasn't. you weren't supervising her. You drove her in you there. You drove so her in there. That's like 15 and yeah. it's a bay beach and it's cold, clearly. No one was getting in the water. She did say um, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. She's not. <laughs> Actually, um, Hugo said he wasn't an idiot. Yeah, no, he, he said he is an idiot. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a good line actually. Yeah, good, good, good Hugoing. Um, but um, Mel goes down there and she goes to sit, and instead of being angry, which Toady has mainly just been really angry at Mel, you know, I can understand she left him right, so I can understand that he's got anger. But she said, oh, I forget that I love the beach, which is such a thing you would say when you're like, this is super uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I'm looking at what's in front of me. They have a good conversation about how Toadie feels, about how Therese feels, about how Mel feels. He said, like, you know, Carl said that you are having trouble with your painkillers. Carl, maybe don't talk about (laughs) that. Anyway. um, Also, like, um. What's going on with that hospital discharge that, that nobody checked the drawers for her medication? And also, they don't just give you your medication to keep her when you're in hospital. No. The nurses dispense it to you. Then at the end of your stay, they give it to you in a bag mm. that goes in your belongings. You with don't a, go, a, I'm going to file it away. Now. With a script that you go and get yeah. filled on your way out yeah. or or when you get home. I mean, she might have been in the private wing of Erinsborough Hospital as well. Oh, God, Wait, you but when, you say, when Carl's going to go out and get you pickles, give him your script. Yeah. You're worried about pickles. What about the... In- Whatever the don, mate. Whatever, I, whatever she was on. I was, I was displeased with Susan's problem solving. Where she's like, "Oh, Carl can bring it home in a few hours." I, what Susan should have said, hop in the car. We'll drive down to the hospital. We'll get Carl to bring it out. I'll pop in the pharmacy and get it for you. Yeah, because instead she's like, "No, she's sit, like, no, tough it out, bitch. Sit in pain for three <laughs> hours. <laughs> tough it out, bitch. Jesus, Susan. <laughs> Susan, you know what Susan's got? She's got Harlow's compassion fatigue." <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I don't blame her at this point. So, oh, overhears this heart to heart. Yeah, so she walks down to the beach. She's going to head down. She's done stuff with the lunch. She's ready to go down to the beach and talk to her husband. And she sees them talking and she is immediately taken back and, you know, has feelings of, you know, spite, anger, jealousy, all of those bad ones and walks off. And Toadie comes straight back, and this is so unneighborsy. Mm. He comes back and he just immediately tells his wife the serious conversation yeah, they just had. Yeah, I liked it. I yeah, liked it. It was really good. So, Jared Vincenzo, Rebecca, do you not realize you're in a soap opera here? Yeah. But this is no, but I, I this is exactly what I always whinge about. I'm like, why don't you go talk to your spouse? Well, they do. Why don't you, <laughs> you Google it? Yeah, um, yeah they, they're all being very open about it. Which, they feel you know like. what it says to me? That says to me that this is not a real relationship, <laughs> is yeah. it? Like this is not a long-lasting soap relationship because you need to be concealing things from your partners to create dr- drama and storylines for further down the track. <laughs> yeah, otherwise somebody's going to get killed on a beach. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not today. But they have, yeah, they've had a lot of adult conversations. Like, no, I still love you. I, uh, yeah, well, no, she I was swear a- I love you. That's why I have to keep telling you I love you and I tell everyone else that I love you because I really do love you, okay? But he says, look, but I was vulnerable and I had some – Memories and I did, you know, have some sentimentality about my previous wife. Yeah, and plastics. And Therese is like, I'm arguing with Paul a lot and that gives me the horn. Yeah. So I understand this. How many dead penguins are on that beach from like (laughs) um, inhaling those bits of like plastic glitter? It's a bloody ecological disaster. Hooray. Happy birthday, Nelly. You're 15 officially. It's great that we had it on a giant balloon. Um, Mm. Do you want to know one of my cringiest? Which is another um, ocean killer. But anyway. Um, Do you want to know one of my cringiest moments of the week? Mm. 
um, when Krista the sister, Krista sister returned in her revenge dress to the waterhole. Agree. I saw that on the promos in on Instagram, and I thought that was just like production music they'd put on Instagram. I didn't realize that was the song they used I, in the show. I actually went into like full body cringe paralysis at that, and just at the <laughs> ooh la la music. I was like, please stop this, stop it. This is horrendous. And she's getting ogled by her sober companion. She's getting ogled by the the gay man, yeah, the barkeep, and Leo, who's I guess single, ready to mingle. Um, I do, I do enjoy because you want to be hyped up by your David and Aaron's in your life. So I do. If they were doing it from a hype up point of view, I like. But also, was it not like she'd just come from like a makeover instead of yeah, rehab? Yeah, rehab. Yeah, weird. <laughs> just you, you don't have to rock up in trackies, but just put on a, you know, a, maybe, maybe a she legging. Just into old mate who got a job back at the beauty spa. Oh, apparently Nina. not very good at that job. That's all right. Mm. Dad's the local council and apparently he's a big wig, mm. very influential. But I was more taken aback by her cocktail attire. What does she had? It's not even her midriff. She had her upper riff. On, on shoulder display. blades were exposed. Like, it was like this big band of flesh under her boobs. That, oh, um, yeah, that's fashionable at the moment. It's it's yeah. not workplace appropriate, though, is it? Uh, she's a billionaire. She doesn't care. My favourite comment on the week in the Neighbours Council. Do you have any council info? Alex, MVP every yeah. week. Like, mm. he just does some real zingers. Sober companion arranges his first patient meeting in the pub over pints. Oh, my God, so true. <laughs> Why doesn't David hook up with Nicolette on the whole kind of preying on vulnerable junkies? Yeah, deregis- deregistered yeah. medical professionals. Yeah, like kind of <laughs> Jeffrey Edelston style. And they could buy a football team. <laughs> exactly. Look, things worked out well for him financially. He had a helicopter. Yeah. He Imagine. had a pink Ferrari. Flashy suits. Imagine yeah. when Dr. Ma finds out that David's baby mama was also struck <laughs> stricken off the oh, medical you'd be register. Telling your kids to avoid them, wouldn't you? Oh, I love how juicy, how like into the gossip she is. Yeah, that was my favorite moment. Wouldn't you be though? Like moving yeah. into this street and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, Toadie left. Oh, that's that's weird that so their relationship ended. Byron, and Byron was and... a sex worker. Okay, yeah, didn't didn't expect that. Oh, we're gonna have to we have to come back to a bit of Byron chat, but we'll tick off this first, and that is. Just um, that ooh la la business. I don't know care about the rest of it, but that was the worst. Well, Krista, the sister, is feeling a bit wobbly on her feet, takes a little fainting spell, and then David checks her pulse. This, okay, this was incredible. When Remy, Dr. Ma walks in as he's taking this woman's <laughs> pulse and she goes, and she just does drive-by doctoring, she comes in and goes, excuse me, this man. Is this man giving you medical care? Is this, is this man giving you medical malpractice <laughs> leading to your imminent death? In which he later calls her out and says, anyone can take a fucking pulse, all right? My, my husband owned a gym, okay? He took pulses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably wearing a smartwatch. Yes. You can just look at her watch and go, hmm, that's not great. 30 beats per minute. <laughs> I love how awkward it was. And David's just there like a shag on a rock while she takes over. And like, oh. come to the hospital where doctors are. And I will look after you. Real yeah, also, she's, she didn't actually pass out. She just stood up and was a bit lightheaded. Mm. And that deserved a hospital visit. Now, you know what it is. She's looking after the public hospital because they're going to they're gonna bring her in as a private patient, get that um, private coin oh, per yeah. day. Yeah. That's true. They want her in there. They want her in there every day. Peculiar. They want her in there every day. Imagine if you stood up too quickly, <laughs> got a bit lightheaded, and we're just like, well, fuck it, off yeah. to hospital. Imagine <laughs> how rich you would have to be. Instead of, you know what my, my, my husband would say, be like, wheel your toes. 
Yeah. And then you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that actually does help. And do you know what would happen in, in real life is yeah. you're like, okay, Vay, you're a bit lightheaded. Off you go to the hospital. And then the episode ends because it's going to be 14 hours until I've been seen <laughs> in emergency. It'd have to be a Friday afternoon episode. <laughs> Like, well, I'm still in emergency, guys. Can someone bring me some crossword books? My phone's run out of battery. It's a weird word for emergencies and it's not a place for you for 15 hours. I I felt a bit lightheaded the other day. You know what I did? I went and lay down in bed with some pillows under my feet to elevate my feet. And after a while, I felt better. Um, Well, the problem is, is, uh, the problem is, is that Krista is up the duff, as they say. Mm. As Kaz So with Edens, right? I mean, we don't know if she's slept with anyone else. Yeah. So I, I feel like we actually need to use a few more euphemisms for being pregnant. All right. Yeah. Got a bun in the oven. Yep. Yep. Um, she's expecting. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. She's with child. Yep. Yeah. She's actually just with vitamins for most of the week. <laughs> Is she pregnant though, or has no? She... she says she says she's pregnant later on. But are you questioning her? Yeah. Motives, I, I, Kate, I, I, Kate I, doesn't trust her. No, I don't, I don't trust, trust her. her. I don't trust okay. her at all. I reckon this is all also a power play somehow. Okay, look, I know that pregnancies present differently in, in our bodies, but she'd be like five days pregnant. Well, when did she last sleep? So, so, when, you, so you reckon it's like some sort of rehab dad? Oh, rehab dad. Ooh, rehab dad. Rehab dad. Rehab yes. dad? Was, or is it? I, I thought. Well, hang on, the choppers are coming. Charlie's on the wire. <laughs> <laughs> That's how um, Reese got to America. Meanwhile, Reese is just on standby. Byron's on standby. Oh my god! Because she was only at rehab for a week and a half. Because that was the why they to make me go to rehab. I said, no. Yeah, I'll go yes, for it. Let's go for it. I'll go for a week and I'll come back. Because that's why they back had the child. Ooh, that's why they had the ooh la la reveal because they were like, why is she so? Why is she back already? And why does she look like she's shampooed? Um, the thing. So everyone keeps talking about how well everyone being David with his like incredible. He's like, he met up with one other sober companion. He's like, cool, yeah, I've done all the learning. Um, I'm a sober companion now. Um, I want him to do that as a job. I, I think love it's great. the term. But, but, yeah. I find it quite menacing. I feel like he's like a step away from introducing her to Scientology. Like I feel yeah. like there's something very controlling about this situation. Yeah. I just love Krista's outsourcing of hiring a companion. I'd like to hire an administrative companion. Yeah, I think it's a common, it's, for, for a wealthy addict, it, mm. it is a mm. common thing to do. It's a, it's a, it's a buyer friend, you know, mm. like, but also like, like, like Byron. But why yeah. would you choose fucking David then to be your friend? Because he was you, there. You were, right. Yeah. You there. choose as, mate. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh you'd be nice her. to have around. Yeah. <laughs> you could just be my companion. <laughs> or, or Leo. I mean, look, anyone. I mean, he's got an RSA. He's not going to be serving to an addict, is he? Actually, wasn't no. that Chloe's business too? Cash for company? It was. Oh my God. Yeah. She'd be. They'd be lovely company. They're lovely. And so, but David, like, yeah, so he's the sober companion. He's met up with another one. He knows all of the mm. things about sober companion. He's very sober. He's <laughs> sobering. Yeah. Sober companion. Sobering like, reminder. You sit, yeah, yeah you, you sit with him and you're like, oh, oh man. Yeah, you've sucked the, the air, the oxygen out of this room, mate. Yeah, nothing in, nothing is interesting anymore. There's I, no point. I could go a tipple. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone got the goon bag? Oh, God. <laughs> Over at Hazard's house, probably. So David keeps saying, oh, I think the funeral will be too much for her. Her dad's, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's shit. Yes. That is the shittest thing I've ever heard. If her father's died, they've got complex relationships. She's got complex grief, obviously, mm. because she hasn't spent all that much time with her dad mm. yeah. in, in the recent years anyway. Um, she should go and say goodbye to him. It's finality. Yeah. It's finality. It's closure. Very strange. Yeah. yeah, and she could take her sober companion if he didn't have – Criminal issues. record. Uh, yeah, visa issues. Yeah. 
Maybe Aaron could go. <laughs> and it would be a nice opportunity for her to solidify her bond with her sister who was mm-hmm. looking for her. Mm-hmm. But instead she calls her sister and is like, I'm back, I'm fixed. Mm. What do you got for me in the family business? Because I want to work at Lasseter's. Yeah, I want to stay here. I want to stay in Erinsborough, one of those uh, outer suburban hotel shitholes of yeah. the Sinclair group. And yeah. she's so she is going to be the new Chloe. She, they pretty much literally say, well, you can be the new Chloe. Ooh she's... la la. <laughs> <laughs> and because she, she secretly says to Leo, well, you know, because I want to have a baby and give it the life that I never had. I'm like, I don't know if that's what, why you should be a parent. Remember Sandra Bullock movie, The 28 Days? Uh, there is a bug on my microphone cord. What is that? It's fine. It's... What is that? Okay. All right. Just, uh, if you were ever wondering why Remy's scared of. You know, actually, yeah. it could be yeah. a Christmas beetle. Are they only once a year? This is Christmas going to find out. Can you tell me about the Sandra Bullock movie while Kate's dealing with that um, thing? So there's a Sandra Bullock movie no, called 28. It's good luck. Okay. Is it? Yes. Say it's good luck. Oh, yay, a magic beetle. <laughs> it's creepy. Well, tell me about the Sandra so Bullock. So there's a Sandra Bullock movie called 28 Days, not the other movie that you're thinking of the same <laughs> title, um, where she gets drunk at her ex's wedding and then, like, steals a bike and, like, rides into a pool or something and has to go to rehab. <laughs> And she learns in rehab to like trust a horse and other things happen. But they say to her, when you get out of rehab, you buy a plant. And if that plant lives, I think it's like for 12 months, then you can get a, a partner. I feel like Ellie should be given some plants. Oh, yeah. some rules here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I'd be stuffed because I'd never get no. the plant to live. And then um, they, they say if the plant lives like for a year, then you can get a partner. <laughs> and then if the partner keeps living, won't work out for Ellie. Um <laughs> it's know. living yeah but she's like straight out of rehab need to have a baby ah uh, yeah i don't know look it's just Get a plant i feel like this is a good opportunity to introduce krista's other options to her yeah especially as a wealthy woman who can afford medical care but remember what happened to todd when he thought about <laughs> abortion so yeah look, okay that's a hot mess so we have to come we're gonna wrap it up yeah, wrap with it up. Bring it bloody home. byron's like moment of triumph. Uh, well, he, he, take he it away, through. Kate. Okay, so Byron, well, what have we been calling him? Like he's basically been the perpetual status B. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like he's just, I, yeah, I was calling him Byron as well. Mm. Like it was just the new casting. Byron lost his zing. However, I do like this new man yeah. as a character. He's he, just, just not Byron. Charismatic. And he's got and the floppy hair, like Leonardo DiCaprio vibes. And I love. The old guy, though, you're like, see why the ladies liked you but yeah. i love the brother sister bickering with him and nicolette it's yeah. so real anyway mm. so byron yep so didn't start this last fortnight off well he got his dear dear byron letter got dumped <laughs> got the compass yeah he's like i'm not wearing that fucking ugly thing is the compass um, to say go find yourself because you're not finding me like what's the yeah yeah in svu it's to lead you to happiness olivia benson anyway okay. um reese had been watching yeah, so then, you know, he sorts out problems with his friends, calls out shitty behavior, and then um, <laughs> then he receives an, basically an indecent proposal. He's mm-hmm. been asked to um, go on a... A class. Yeah, go on a... a Have a, you thought about Tahiti? Yeah, that's what <laughs> yes, it was, Tahiti. Oh, my goodness. Tahiti's good this time of year. Mm. Um, yeah, so basically... Well, like a holiday with no end date with an attractive mm. older woman. Because her dog died. Yeah, the sun will come up Tamara. Satisfaction? Yeah. I um, I call him my love musician. So he's the maestro and my 
entire body is his instrument. You know, sometimes a cello, sometimes a harmonica, sometimes okay. a Please stop. <laughs> I am not Byron's client, I'm his sister. Byron's in no place to be your love musician. So he's the, the love musician turning yeah. her body into his harmonica. Suddenly Byron's a whole lot more interesting than he started wow. off the week with. Yeah. This I mean, is, forget he had the, to have skills. Forget the limber ladybird. We are in another league now. This mm. is, this is, yeah, wow. I wonder can if you, he can like pluck the strings like a really now, professional no, one. Play, can. Playing, well, he played her body like a cello. Can you, that's, that's evocative. But just with Sorry. the bow or with the string? Explain that scene. Just want him to drop Do in Do I have audio. to like explain the sexual innuendo of playing, playing her yes. body like a harmonica? I think we all know Can how you, you play a harmonica, Maya. Just explain why. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which part? I can't just, imagine she's wanting like, something less. Is she playing, <laughs> is she playing it sideways? Like, also, like, I'm just now thinking of holes that line up like a harmonica. Because <laughs> you hold it. Shouldn't she have said she plays him like a kazoo or something? Oh, no. <laughs> no, sh- no, she's not playing him like a kazoo. Oh, he's playing, he's playing her. her like a harmonica. <laughs> okay, come on, everybody. I think we all understand what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he plays me like a trombone. When Byron's <laughs> on the clock. Play me like one of your woodwind instruments. Oh, dear. The oboe again. I, it's it's refreshing to know that he didn't just go into that into sex work with like his looks. Like he really, he, he, he you know rolled up his sleeves, and he and he got into the work. I didn't bring you know? my double reed today. <laughs> he played me like a French horn. No. Played me like one of your French horns. He played me like a banjo. <laughs> oh wow! He has been playing people like a sad violin lately. So I guess you've got to mix it up. If you see a lot of a bland old um, divorcees. That you He's need got to have mix some it up. Signature moves, mm. and I like that she was so willing to bond with this other potential client mm. about what a great lover yeah. he is. Yeah, ask him about the harmonica and how. I can't believe how long Nicolette lasted before she didn't spew. Like, I hope I hope that woman has left a Google review for him because my God, mm. that's great. How do you Google review a person? You just have a business profile on Google. Personal service. Google reviews are all about customer service. Cash, cash for, for ca- cash for satisfaction. Cash for cadence. What's an S word for S? For, um, money? Cash for cash for sim- symphony. Cash for composition. Cash for conductor. Oh, did you hear Irene's rising? Oh yeah. So Byron has this proposition to go to um, Tahiti, but Nicolette shuts it down because she wants Byron to be home for family Christmas. Mm. Well, he's not going to be able to buy any presents now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's lost his job at the hotel. He's lost that his poor bastard. Was about to have a Tahitian holiday with a, yeah. a some pleasant company, and he was going to earn enough to continue paying rent back at the share house mm. of Doom. But also, like nobody needs their whatever twenty seven year old son yeah. around. Like he wasn't around all the other Christmases. I felt really sad when um, they said, "Oh, you're, we're all together," and Jane and to Jane, and then they were like, "Oh, except for Mike and Sam," which I think. You'd much rather be with your fian- new fiance, yeah, who's Guy Pierce, yeah, yeah, and his sweet daughter, who is probably more in need of your care than your adult, mm. your like further into adulthood children. And they in the in Europe, she sent Sammy to Europe without her because she needed to stay and do this council presentation to have Irene rise with school children, and and Guy Pierce was really disappointed. He phoned in. But he understood he wants, she wants to save the school. But she didn't say, and so I'll get a Boxing Day flight. 
and meet you there for New Year's. She's just like, I'm just not coming to the UK. I've got, I've got to create my um, old people's home for young people. Yeah. High school. Yeah, you didn't say that again because you were touching that. I've got to create my old people's home for young people. Yeah. High school. They didn't even need to write a proposal. They could have just shown an episode of that yeah. documentary. Yeah. And be like, and we'll put some older kids in. Yeah. It's got a bit of, you know, F-Boy Island out for Haz. <laughs> Milf Manor out for um, Byron. So, yeah, Therese and, and Jane have been planning this presentation to council and they've been rebuilding their friendship and working together and then the night before this presentation and they've roped in Susan and she's been delighted to have something to do and then the night before this proposal or the day of the proposal Jane dresses up in her Sunday best which makes her look like an old librarian mm-hmm. which they, they said you look like a headmistress she says I am a headmistress I thought yes. she looked fine <laughs> seriously what's, sensible what's cardigan horrible. she was wearing sensible clothes but then Therese came in and said all right Let's sort out this with some power dressing. Mm-hmm. And she came out in a black, black yeah. ensemble. Therese says we wear black. Yeah, on Fridays we wear black. Mm-hmm. And she came out, did a little spin and said, oh, I've just had deja vu. And a lovely throwback to the makeover of Plain Jane Superbrain. Yeah, it was, cool. it was very And sweet. then they went to a classroom <laughs> where the council members were sitting at desks and talked about how Irene would rise. Oh, man. You Honestly. would think it would be at the council because there'd be other people making presentations. Yeah, not in a privately owned building. And mm. and it's literally today. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, it's they're like, not. I can tell you what. what I've what? met some people who work at councils. They're not coming out that day. Oh, no, nah, way. it's no office way. drinks. I had to pick up my son early from um, childcare on Friday because they wanted to have knockoff drinks. They needed to get on it. <laughs> it's like okay, sure. People shut down. <laughs> no one's going also, to this. Um, the local council will not be funding the high school nor an old people's home. No. So what are they approving? Old people's is federal. Yeah. And, and schools. Education state. Yeah. It's strange. Weird. Because they don't even need them for planning permission either. Like it's a no. state government thing. So why involve them? I don't know. It's ridiculous. And that, that woman, that incompetent woman does not need her job back at the day spa. But yeah, what does Mel, yeah, unearth? Melanie unearths. But, the, yeah, the but, corruption. That again, Paul has been there for Therese and wants to help her in her business. It is funny for how him, right? <laughs> it, it is very what fun- a shit bag. <laughs> it is very funny that he just shrugged it off. He didn't even understand. It's like, yeah, it's council. This is what you do. You have to bribe someone. Yeah, so I know. I'm like, what? Hey, you don't even have paper bags. Is what he said. Actually, I was going to say this. This does feel very kind of underbelly-ish, like. But yes. then I recall that yeah, you, know, you know the inner gossip of what happened in your local council, and the worst things happened there, didn't it? Yes, I mean, continuously, council in, council out. There's always brown paper bags being passed around. And so Paul has rehired this um, no good daycare, not daycare, day spa manager. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, I'd yeah. like Paul to run the day. I love it. He's pretty much will. He's about to. He's yeah. he's he's going to ruin the, the hopes and dreams of lots of children, though. Yeah, and so he's he's bribed the councillor with a job for his daughter mm. to approve this plan. Anyway, I think what was it on the the, the snoozy note of Irene? Oh yeah, rising. Irene <laughs> continues to. Woo. Um, look, it was a bumper fortnight. Uh, drop us a message in the neighbours council on Facebook mm-hmm. if um, we missed any salient details. But we will do our business of awarding citizen or citizen of the last two weeks. Citizen or citizen of the week. CJ. Well, I mean, I'll just say Paul for helping Trace and Jane out with the business. With citizen, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, but Therese has this amazing showdown with him going, hey, 
I I was successful before I met you. I was successful after I divorced you. I Mate, did not need your help. You were married to Drab when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were successful despite him. Yeah, just yeah, despite all <laughs> adversity. You dated Gary Canning. <laughs> Which, by the way, Topher, friend of the pod, Topher's just met Gary in his oh, relaunch of 2018. Oh. He is not a fan of Gary, oh, our American good. friend. Welcome. Welcome to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone else? Citizen. Citizen. What have we got? Oh. Well, my citizen is Byron. Oh, lovely. Yeah, for becoming interesting oh. momentarily until he, until he lost his Tahiti job. Yeah. But yeah, for a brief else. moment in time, the, he, the, the musician Byron, very interesting. But he in could do story. it locally. He's going to yeah. be head of stage band. <laughs> I'm gonna go get to rage onto that. Running, running his business. Oh no, being a client. Oh, oh. hello, Dolly. You, you think she needs some satisfaction? Um, I mean, we have mentioned Toad's Chode before. Oh God. Okay, <laughs> moving it along. Citizen to has because perpetual trophy. There is no reason you need to be stringing along this oh. this sad sack of a young lady. When just because you're in two minds about another lady, just it's you're not, but you don't, mm. you're not have, you don't have ties to this young lady. Just end it, put her out of her misery. You don't have to jump into bed with Mac. Just end it while you're having other thoughts. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. yes, you shat where you ate. That's unfortunate, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's relationships are complicated, but not in your case. Then <laughs> that's not complicated. And Jesus, check out that bloody. Pizza. Oh, oh God, get rid of the pizza box. Because someone's Christmas gift, if, if they love prisons so much, just hire an air tasker to come and take that pizza box pizza box stack and just throw it into a ravine. At this point, though, they're not going to be able to fit it in a yellow bin. Oh, no. That that that, that passed like bloody months ago. Yeah, we're back on bin chat. So let's yeah. wrap it up. <laughs> have Hey, what are we going to do for a special little festive treat now that this we've pulled this Christmas cracker? What have we got on the horizon? Um, so we, we, we've got to plan it, but we're going we're to do a little live and we're going to do it with some very influential neighbours people. Oh, yeah. And so we'll, we will drop it in the council when we have yes. the firm details, but watch this space for Boxing Day. Yes. The next few days there'll be a little live stream happening, yes. a little party. And, then, and we'll just all get together and, you know, have neighbours chat. Because yeah, neighbours will continue to be airing through Christmas. Yeah. So we will continue to air through Christmas. And they, they have a, a Christmas episode on Monday, yeah. I believe, yes. I'm going to try and live tweet that as well. Beautiful. Wonderful. Kate is renewed on Twitter. CJ. CJ the Hot Mum on Instagram and TikTok. And Neighbours on Neighbours Pod on Instagram. Vays on Instagram. Neighbours Pod on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And Neighbours Council on Facebook. And we do have a Patreon, which has been a bit neglected. But we do appreciate it because, look, I nearly, ooh, I nearly blew some of those funds during yeah. the week. Well, we had a great idea, but I think oh. we'll talk about that in our live. Let's do that, yes, because yeah. it backfired. But God, I was going to, it was a bloody great. I idea. was going to blow some Patreon cash on a stupid idea, but anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah so we'll blow it on something else. Yeah, something else. Yeah. Thank you, though, yeah. neighbours on Patreon. Um, appreciate all of you. Appreciate you, lovely, wonderful ladies, and stay healthy. Get your boosters. Yeah. Look after each other through this time. I'm going on a cruise, so you'll be back with a few diseases. Oh, you'll be back with norovirus. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to that update. We'll chat soon next week, probably at some point. Yeah, bye. Now, worries, Therese. Just going to go out and rake the cul-de-sac for no real reason. Yeah, just going to rake all that concrete. 
Oh, what's that? The glitter's still out there. Wait, excuse me while I have a panic attack. They honestly look like they had more fun at the beach when Sonia died than at this fucking birthday party.